Welcome back, everybody. This is episode number nine. This is part three in a series of we're going over how to dominate a farm area for real estate agents, which is absolutely critical. If you haven't listened to episodes number one and two, go back to listen to those episodes before listening to this one, because they're kind of going to lead up to what we're talking about here. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the absolute most terrifying activity for real estate agents to do even more terrifying than picking up the phone and prospecting. This is the How To Real Estate Podcast. We are your hosts, Kyle Lindsay and myself, Jeremy Smith. Good morning, Mr. Kyle. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Yeah. Fantastic uh, day. We were recording a little earlier in the morning than we normally do to accommodate our schedules here and uh, beat the heat here in Texas. Uh, we're recording today on August uh, 10th, and it will be about 380 degrees later today. Dude, we got rain last night, apparently. Did we? Yeah, yeah. I saw Not it on my I truck. <laughs> <laughs> I saw when I went to my truck, I could see evidence that some water had hit the oh, dust. Okay. You know, so okay. I don't know how much rain <laughs> we had we, we received, but uh, when I got up, it was like, or when I looked at my phone, it's about 7 a.m., and it was only 78 degrees. Mm. And I'm like, man, I haven't seen it 78 degrees and I don't know how long. My morning walk this morning with my dog was very, actually pretty nice out. So yeah. uh, it was nice for both of us because he got to, he could go a little bit longer, man. He's a, a yellow lab and his coat is so thick. Like if it gets even above like 85 degrees, the second we step outside, he's panting already. And it's just like, dude. Yeah. Keep up. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> I actually thought for a split second about riding my bike into work today. Mm. And then I looked at the forecast and I'm like, that's going to get up to 105. Yeah, man. And I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'll just bring the truck and, and stay comfortable in the AC. Yeah. And now, and this heat is pretty relevant to what we're talking about today Certainly because is. man, uh, nothing scarier. So if, I mean, if you want to clear a room of realtors faster than any other phrase, what should you ask them to do? Go, go one, talk to people <laughs> in person by, by starting at their door, the door oh, knocking, door knocking, the door knocking. I've never seen terror fill realtors eyes faster <laughs> than when you mentioned door knocking. <laughs> Dude, it's scary too. I remember when I first started door knocking and even now, sometimes I start and I have a little bit of apprehension and, and a little bit of fear, but you know what they say about fear, man? False events appearing real. Yep. Uh, and a lot of the fear is, is unwarranted. Mm -hmm. And you only you will only know when you do it, right? Yeah. When you get out there and you start door knocking and you're like, hey, people aren't so mean. But yeah, it, it is. It's something that holds a lot of people back. You know, talking to people in general, but especially going to someone's door. And there's a lot of mindset stuff behind that. I hear mm -hmm. agents say, well, I don't want anybody bothering me while I'm eating, so I'm not going to go bother anybody else. And mm -hmm. And I get it. You know, I felt that way too, you know, but if, if you can fix your mind to see things a different way from a different perspective, then you can get over those mental struggles. And, and today, what we're going to talk about, guys, we're going to talk about the benefits of door knocking, some things that you should do, some things that you should not do while door knocking. We're going to talk about how to handle those rude people that you're so afraid of. We're going to talk about the process what happens, what are some of the best times, how to stay safe as a real estate agent, how to handle info that you do get when you're door knocking because it's an activity that's a lead generation activity. You should be getting information. And also we're going to go over some scripts that we've used in the recent past 
that have been very good for um, diffusing the the initial interaction. You know, mm-hmm. somebody is strange at your door. Of course, your your walls are up. You know, we're going to talk about how to diffuse those walls, break them down, and and kind of lead into being that reliable source where the interaction at the door was good. Yeah. Now, there's, this is still to date one of the most powerful lead generation strategies, and it's only getting more powerful because fewer people are doing it. And so you can really differentiate yourself by doing this and doing it the right way. Now, there's always a wrong way to do any lead generation activity. So we're going to talk to you about the right way to do that today. But stepping into this, um, the first benefit that I want to talk about is communication. So uh, we recently heard from one of our coaches that when interviewing three of the richest people in the world, Warren Buffett, um, Elon Musk, and Richard Branson, from three separate interviews and not even prompting them on like what this answer should be when asking what their greatest trait for success is, all three said communication. Communication, yeah. When you break communication down, it is 7% what you say. It is, and I might get these numbers slightly wrong, but 38% tone and 55% body language. Yeah. Well, obviously the only way to present body language is either via video, which is iffy, um, or face-to-face. Right. And so to really have a fantastic interaction with someone where you can really get a clear message across, you got to be face-to-face with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, those interactions are just way more meaningful. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you have somebody on the phone, like you don't know that person, you don't see that person, it's just a voice, you know, and it's really easy to discard the voice. But when you see person in person, Mm-hmm. And you you get that body language and the facial expressions, and you see that person more so as a human being. It, it's a, it's on a different level. You know, I'm you've heard it here first. I'm going to make up a stat right now, but I would say <laughs> that each face to face interaction you have with someone is probably worth at least five of your interactions on the phone. Yeah, it's a, it's a deeper connection, and you build better rapport faster with them. Yeah, I remember when I first uh, started in real estate with Remax, and I was talking to the uh, the broker about some things that I wanted to do. And I was asking him about door knocking. I'm like, hey, can I go door knocking? And he just kind of looked at me like he was surprised. He was like, oh, you want to go door knocking? I'm like, yeah, dude, I want to talk to people. Like, I want to get in front of people. And he was like, yeah, heck yeah. Like, he was just so taken (laughs) back by, by my willingness to go out there and do it. And I could tell that by his reaction that it was something that was maybe rare. And he saw the value in it. And he just was like, man, you... I remember him saying this, if you can go and get belly to belly with people, I never understood the belly to belly. And then I'm like, I'm not getting that close, bro. But right. I get what you're saying. Like, <laughs> I, get, I get what you're saying. And it, it just, there's so many benefits and that's absolutely one, right? Where you can mm-hmm. communicate with people that can see your body language. Another benefit too, and we, we talked about this in the last episode was people want to work with hustlers, mm-hmm. right? If somebody's going to hire you to sell their home, They want to know that you're out there getting after it. And if you're an agent that is willing to go door to door and talk to people and you do it the right way, Mm -hmm. people are going to know that you're a hustler, Like You're out there and not a hustler, again, in a bad sense of like you're scamming and scheming on people. You're just a hard worker. Yeah. Right. And and hard work and hard work ethics are are rare. And I would want to hire somebody that has got extremely good work ethic and is willing to go out there for the betterment of their business mm-hmm. and talk to people and grow it. Like 
you, you definitely come across as a hustler when you're out there door knocking. One of the agents on our team who will stay nameless, but he is, uh, he is one of our best and most consistent door knockers on the team. And he, that's what he likes to do. He's, he's kind of gotten good at it. In fact, we did a challenge, um, months ago and over the course of a quarter, he knocked over a thousand doors. So do you think after a thousand doors, you're going to give pretty good at this, right? right? And your fear might go away. So he's been doing this around some of our other listings. And he got two listing appointments just because people saw him out door knocking for an open house, came back to the open house later and said, Hey, I saw you out there knocking on all those doors. We're thinking about selling. We want to talk to someone who works as hard as you. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And both of these people didn't answer the door for him. They that's just saw crazy. him out there doing it, and then they came to the open house later. And it's just like, that's the power of things that you don't even realize might happen because you're just out there taking action. Right. Absolutely. So you're you're getting better communication with people. Mm-hmm. You're setting, like, the, the perception that people have of you. Yeah. Right? You're, you're controlling that perception because you're like, hey, I'm out here working. I'm out mm-hmm. here in the streets. You may be the only real estate agent in the neighborhood that is willing to do that. Well, when it's 300 degrees, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember door knocking one time. It was so cold. It was freezing cold and like snot is running down my face, you know. <laughs> and I'm trying to wipe and my whole face is red, but I'm out there door knocking, you know, I'm like getting after it for an open house. That's you funny, know? looking like Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Committed, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, those, those are definitely a couple of benefits. Any other benefits you can think about? Well, yeah. So when we're talking about the benefits specific to farming a neighborhood, it is also, I mean, because these are just general benefits just for door knocking. But when you're talking about farming a neighborhood, specifically door knocking is another way to be seen. You're, yes. you're exposing yourself. Well, not that way, <laughs> but you're, you're getting more exposure in the neighborhood. This is not another reason to post a video. Maybe I'll do go live in the video in the neighborhood and talk about, Hey, I'm about to go door knocking. Hopefully I see some of y'all. You can take photos with neighbors, whatever you want to do. Um, but you're just, you're, you're in the community even more. And if you're not creating face-to-face interactions in the community, you're trying to farm, you are not really farming. Absolutely, man. And that goes back to the the staple of this business is it's a relationship business. Mm-hmm. So you're building relationships. The more people you meet inside your farm area, the more familiar you become. You become a, a neighborhood celebrity. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember times door knocking and we lived in the neighborhood. So a lot of the kids in the neighborhood went to school with my kids. And so I would be walking down the street and they'd be like, hey, you're Aubrey's dad. And I'm like, what the <laughs> heck? Like, how do you know that? You know, but they just saw me so much and mm-hmm. their parents knew me and people just get familiar with you. Right. Right. And then remembering that people do business with people who they know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. If they see you all the time and you are able to connect with them and start building those relationships, it's it's very powerful. It's much more powerful than them getting a postcard from you. hundred percent, hundred percent. So benefits hopefully are obvious at this point. Before we get into the process of what should you not be doing? Oh, that's a good one. Man, there's a long list of, of things that you should not do. First thing, you should not go door knocking with the mindset of every person that answers the door is somebody who's going to list their home with you right now. They're not? No, they're not. But yeah. I, I came to their door. Yeah, yeah. And you knocked nicely. Yeah, I was very polite yeah. about it. Yeah, you knocked nicely. You even rang the doorbell. <laughs> you got on the camera. But yeah, the chan- th- this is not a strategy of right now business. 
Mm-hmm. Now, it, can it result in right now business? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It absolutely can. But I think what you should not do is have the mindset of, hey, I'm going to go door knock. I'm going to get a listing. Because what's going to happen is, is you're not going to get a listing in your 100 doors that you knock. And then you're going to get discouraged. This mm-hmm. is not working. Right. So I think you have to have a mindset of this is a long-term relationship building visibility, you know, play. So that, I think that's one thing you shouldn't do is have Mm -hmm. the wrong mindset. Excellent. Yeah. I, I, I want to piggyback on mindset and, and just don't let any sort of uh, setback change your mindset into becoming any sort of aggressive. I think we've all had someone, well, you know, if you own a home or whatever, I don't, I can't remember when I rented an apartment, if I ever had someone door knock me, but as a homeowner, I have people door knock me at least a couple times a year and they seem angry. Yeah. And it's just like, it's immediately off putting and it puts me in the defensive and it's like, well, hold on a second. Let me go get my gun real fast. Right. But no, no, I'm joking there, but still like, (laughs) no, he's not. (laughs) (laughs) But if you knock aggressively, if you have a, an aggressive stance, demeanor, body language, remember we said 55% of your communication is body language. Right. So be very aware that you're not presenting aggressive body language, which all starts with your mindset. Yes. So something to really be aware of and maybe even practice this, have someone like look at the way you stand and the way, the way you do certain things before you do this. Cause we'll get into the safety topic here in a little bit. But the first thing I would say is you need to have the right mindset. Jeremy's a hundred percent correct because when you present to that homeowner, make sure that you're, you are being polite, professional, and you are not being aggressive in any sense of the word. Yeah. And if, if you have a uh, neighborhood Facebook page, which most, mm-hmm. most neighborhoods do, you know, the people that show up with that aggression and they're rude and all that, like those are the folks that make that page. Right. Right. Hey, here's a warning. You know, we got the pest control folks. I mean, we actually mm-hmm. in our neighborhood had to call the, the sheriff's department on a pest control guy a couple yeah. of years back, you mm-hmm. know, and then there was like six or seven neighbors outside. Yeah. Like everybody was riled up to get this guy thrown out of the neighborhood because he was just such a jerk, yeah. you know, and you're never going to get what you want by doing that. And you're going to take away all the benefit. You will be labeled and the perception of you will be that you are pushy and mm-hmm. mean and, and not trustworthy. So yeah, that, that, that's a really good one. Definitely don't, don't want to do that. I would say another thing that you don't want to do um, when you're door knocking is dress inappropriately. I was going to mention that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you got to show up like now keep in, in mind weather. Mm-hmm. Right. It's super hot here in Texas in the summer, and especially if you're going to be door knocking in the summer, you want to dress appropriately for that. You can dress in a way that's too revealing. Right. Right. And then you set up a, a whole different perception of you. So not my Speedo. Uh-uh. No, <laughs> sorry, dude. Wait, wait till you go to the pool. <laughs> wear that at the pool. But don't, don't wear it while you're door knocking. Fair man. enough. Fair enough. You, you want people to, when they see you, like, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. I just had this conversation yesterday with an agent. It's like, hey, you're creating an experience for everybody who you interact with. Mm-hmm. There's an experience that they're having, right? And you have a big impact on that experience. So when you're going to somebody's door, you've got to understand, like, you're knocking on their door. They weren't expecting you. That's how the experience starts. So mm-hmm. now you have an opportunity when they answer the door or get on your their ring doorbell to change that experience, Yeah. right? So when you show up... And especially for the ladies, like if you're showing up and you're revealing a lot of your body parts, you know, and, and a wife answers the door, you know, what's that experience like from her perspective? 
Right. Right. She's, she may not care or she might, you know, there may be an issue there or husband answers the door and then wife comes up next. You mm-hmm. know, you don't want to create an experience where the two of them are now like, what's going on? You know, mm-hmm. maybe wife gets mad at the husband or husband gets mad at the wife, like create an experience where they're like, Hey, a professional person came to our door right now. Right. And and you can be comfortable and look very professional without, without doing too much and revealing too much. Yeah. Don't be too casual when you're door knocking. Um, you know, unless you've created a brand around this, like, yeah, just no gym shorts, no tank tops. Just, I mean, if it's hot out, you're going to sweat, just deal with it. Yeah. If it's cold out, Obviously, it's a lot easier to layer up and be and look a little nicer, but certainly, hundred percent, yeah, you need to look look the part for sure. And the last th- last thing around, like what not to do, don't not practice, 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 practice before you go door knocking. Find a script, practice it, learn it. Don't practice on the people you you door knock because I guarantee when that person that especially those first couple people open that door and you're face to face with them, you will be nervous. Yeah, and if you haven't practiced, you're gonna stumble and stammer, and you're gonna not going to deliver 20% of the script. Yeah. And you're going it, to it's it's not going to go well. Now you'll get better at it over time, but you can really shorten that gap by practicing beforehand. Absolutely. And I'm going to add one last thing to that cuz you just made me think about this. Don't go door knocking without a way to capture people's information. Yeah. I take a notepad um, so I can write down stuff with with a pen because mm-hmm. I just like it that way. But maybe it's your cell phone, mm-hmm. some way that you can capture people's information. If you go without that, then you're really just going to be wasting time. Yep. Right. In the long run, you're going to be wasting time because there is a a goal in the door knocking. Now, it's not to get listings right now. Mm-hmm. If that happens, great. It's icing on the cake. But it is to capture information that you can add into your database and follow up with these people. We'll talk more about that as we move on here. But definitely don't go without something that you can use to record people's information. Excellent. Excellent. So moving on to the process of door knocking. So my first step in the process is to plan. One, have a, like Jeremy said, have a way to capture information. That should be pretty basic. It can be a Google form on your phone. It can be some other thing, a pad and paper. I mean, it doesn't really matter how, just have a way to do that. And so that's part one of planning. Part two of planning is have an item of value. Yes. Something that you're offering, whether it's an invitation to an open house, a flyer to an event, um, you know, talking about a recent sale in the neighborhood, just have something of value that you're you're there to talk about. Yes. Um, That's step two of planning what you're going to do. And step three, plan your route. Yeah, that's great advice, Kyle. And I would say that uh, there are some times of the day and some days of the week that are going to be more successful than others. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we'll want to go door knocking when it's like best for our schedule. Mm-hmm. And that may be like 11 a.m., 1 p.m. on a weekday. Right. Well, if you do that, chances are most people are going to be at work or maybe even if they work from home, they're still working, right? And they can't come to the door. So you want to go at a time and on a day that would increase the likelihood of interactions, right? So mm-hmm. I like to go and if I'm doing it during the week, I like to go in the evenings mm-hmm. between about five and seven. 
for the most part, between five and seven during the daylight hours. Like I try not to go when it's dark because that just increases the level of risk, I guess. Yeah. If if that's the right word for it, it just kind of increases the weirdness of it. But between five and seven, when it's light during the weekdays, people are typically home from work there. Between six and seven, I think it's probably even higher chances that they're going to be home. Mm -hmm. Could they be eating dinner? Yeah, they could. You know, they, they absolutely could. And then other than that, I would say on the weekends, I like to go between probably 11 and 1. Mm-hmm. That way, people are awake, you know, they're they're up and running about, maybe they're washing a the car, doing yard work, mm-hmm. kids are running about. If they have sport events in the morning, they may be home by 11, they may be home by 1. Those are the times that I have found that are the absolute best for having the highest amount of interaction. Yeah. So you're saying that I, I shouldn't door knock right after my nap in the afternoon. <laughs> Man, no, do it. Door knock anytime. But if you want to set yourself up for the most amount of success, do it when it's most most likely that people are going to answer. And and I will make a confession here. I have been guilty of door knocking at a time where I knew was like less likely that people were going to answer so I could get more doors knocked. Right. And I could say, oh, yeah, I knocked, you know, 100 doors today. Scoreboard. Yeah. Yeah. Just chalking up the numbers, you know, checking the boxes. But I knew that it was unlikely that I was going to have to interact with anybody. Yeah. You know, so if that's your goal, definitely do that. But you will have more success on those times. Mm -hmm. But if that's the only time that you can do it, do it. You know, you may get one or two answers. You know, it's not the most ideal, but get into the habit, man. Get, Get brave. Get out there and knock doors. And that goes back to your item of value. It really works well if you have like a small postcard or some sort of little flyer that you can leave behind for people that don't answer. Yeah. So even if you're door knocking at a time of day that you know may not be um, the best for interactions, you might be have something you can leave behind. So at right. least they know that you were there. But no, I love that. And I, that really goes back to a lot of mindset stuff too, is, is your mind right to interact with people? Right. Because man, I, I love that you admitted that. Cause I think we all have those times when we like, we want to do something and we know we should, Yeah. but man, we just, we kind of set ourselves up for failure a little bit. So we don't have to do the thing. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> sabotage. So you can say yeah. I did it, <laughs> exactly. but you didn't really do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. We sabotage, man. So let's talk about how to handle what, what to do with the information you get. Well, okay. let me back that up. What information should you be seeking mm-hmm. and what, what do you do with it when you get it? So, as you're door knocking, like I mentioned earlier, it's a lead generation activity, mm-hmm. right? You should be focused on building relationships, having great interactions, creating a great experience, delivering value first mm-hmm. before ever asking for anything. And then you're going to ask for something, right? So in the script we're going to share with you guys, we're going to tell you how to ask for this stuff. But what you want to get is contact information, mm-hmm. right? You want to get name phone number and email address. If you can only get name and email address or you can only get name and phone number, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you definitely want to get at least one of those con- ways to contact them, right? Because now what you're going to do is you're going to add them to your database. So you're not going to just leave it in your notebook or on your mm-hmm. phone. You're going to, if you use Google form even better, because you could probably do some sort of automation where that goes right into your database. Right. But you're gonna, you want to put them in your database and create like a hashtag for that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That way, when you're in your database and you're like, hey, I want to send my market update to everybody in this neighborhood, you just filter through that hashtag, whatever neighborhood it is, and all the people in that neighborhood pop up. Right. Or maybe you're going to do some circle prospect and you want to call everybody in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They all pop up. Maybe you want to send a mailer 
Mm-hmm. You, and then you go into your database, you search the hashtag and everybody in there pops up. One thing that I, I used to do is I would record, like if I'm talking to you, I'm at your door, I'm just going to record your name and your phone number and your email address. And then when our interaction is done, I'm going to walk to the next home. And as I'm walking, I'm going to look in, I'm going to get your address. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to look at the street number and I know what street I'm on, right? right. So now I've got your name, your number, ad, physical address. All of that is going to go into the database with also um, putting in there how I met you, mm-hmm. you know, door knocking. That way, when you have enough data and you start getting closings, you can see, hey, what have what has the door knocking effort done? Right. You know, what are my results from this? So definitely once you get one, ask for the contact information 100% mm-hmm. of the time, and there's a way to do that. We'll talk to you guys about that and show you how we do it. Once you get it, record it in your CRM. Make sure you're thorough with that. Create the proper hashtag so that you can easily search it, and that will make it easier for you to follow up in the in the long run with phone calls, emails, mm-hmm. mailers, or even future door knocking. Yeah, I no, I love that. And a quick ninja hack, when you get the the contact information, like let's say you're you door knocked for an hour or two and you got all this contact information, I think one of your first steps should be is texting every single person that you got the contact information for and just a quick thank you for their time. Yeah, absolutely. Just a quick acknowledgement of their time. Thank you. You can do that actually in between houses if you want to. Just the quicker you reinforce that relationship, the better. Yeah. Um, so I would, uh, your first thing you should definitely do either as you're putting them in the database or like I said, maybe in between walking from one house to the next, even that quickly, that's fine. Text them real quick. Hey, this is Kyle Lindsay. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. We can't wait to see you at the open house or can't wait to get you that CMA or whatever item of value you were talking about, reinforce it. Um, second ninja hack here is if you do use something like Google Forms or maybe you have like a sign-in sheet to your CRM you can use. You can even set up an automation. So as soon as they go into your database with like a certain hashtag, it'll auto text them from your, from your CRM. Yeah. Take a, take a step off your plate. Either way you want to do that is fine, but reinforce that relationship as quickly as possible. Don't put them in your database and rub your hands together. You collect contacts. <laughs> Don't ever do anything with them. You know, yeah, you're not 100%. saving these for later. Use them immediately. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. And I, and there's another thing that you can do Let's say you didn't get the email address. You only got the phone number. Mm-hmm. You can text them, right? Hey, here's a link to that thing mm-hmm. that I told you that I was going to provide for you. And then when they click that link, it just requires them to give their email address so that they can get that thing emailed to them. Right. So now you get that email address too. Mm-hmm. Love that. Good stuff, man. Well, let's talk about agent safety. While we are door knocking, it is critical that we are safe. Yes. Right? We, we want to... Go home unscathed, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want any any issues, any injuries, any issues, any police being called on us or us having to call the police. So right. what are some ways that we can stay safe? Well, we've already touched on a few. I think first is look professional. Um, if someone knocks on my door and they look professional, I'm a lot less likely to be apprehensive. Second is we've already mentioned, don't be aggressive. Don't knock on my door like you're the police. Right. Um, you know, polite knocks, use the doorbells, whatever that looks like. Those two things alone will help quite a bit. Step three, in my opinion, is is you step back from the door. Yes. Don't be right at the door when they when they open the door for you. 100%. Step back. That's yeah. that's my. You know, I know there's a lot more you're going to get into, but those are those are I think my top three. Yeah, those are huge, man. And those I, w- I would say those would be my top three as well. Some other things you can really do is be super aware, and, and you hit on this earlier of your body language, mm-hmm. right? Your body language communicates so much. And there's some things that 
are just natural instincts for people. You know, if somebody's positioned certain ways, like if you're closed off in your body language, it, it presents more of a threat. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you're opened up. Like yeah. make sure your arms aren't crossed, your hands aren't in your pockets because people don't know what's in your mm -hmm. pockets. You know, make sure that your hands are visible. You know, I, I like to just kind of put my hands in front of me, maybe clasp them together, you mm -hmm. know, and step back from the door. And when they open the door, I'm smiling. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got a big smile on my face. I'm not mad looking like yeah. I've got a beard and a bald head. So sometimes <laughs> if I'm mad looking, people could think I'm, hey, this guy might be, you know, right. might be here to do some some bad stuff. You know, I don't know this guy, you know, so I'm always uh, have a big smile and I remove my sunglasses mm -hmm. because I want people to be able to see my eyes. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a big part of communication. So yeah, that would, I would say all of that is super important. Um, going a little bit deeper, make sure that you're, you're wearing proper shoes. Yeah. Right. If you're, if you're a female and you're wearing high heels, it's probably not the safest thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just people that we have to worry about, but it's also animals. Mm -hmm. You know, I, there was a time when I was door knocking and, um, I door knock, it was the last door I was going to door knock <laughs> and I door knocked this door and like a two-year-old opened the door mm -hmm. in his diapers, opened the door. Dad was like somewhere in the back of the house. I could hear the dad yelling at the kid. They had a huge pit bull. Mm -hmm. And this dog came charging at the door. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be really bad. <laughs> no, I ended up fine. I'm still here. I, uh, I didn't get eaten. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I had tennis shoes on. They were laced up tight. Yeah. Like if I needed to run... I could do that. So definitely don't wear sandals. Don't wear Crocs, even if you put them in sports mode. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw the Alabama <laughs> thing that they'll stay on you, but, uh, <laughs> but they're not going to work like you want them to. So, yeah, just wear wear shoes that will enable you to be uh, nimble. Man, I everything you just dropped right there, I think getting really granular with your body language was was excellent. Smile. Showing your hands is a big thing. Um, one of the reasons we shake hands, like going way back into some behavioral science here is to show that we don't have weapons. Yeah. Like obviously people don't think about that, but that's one of the reasons it started. Yeah. It's like people can see your hands. They can feel anyway. I mean, all that is fantastic. Um, fantastic. And you know, one last thing I would say on top of all of this is if you still feel unsafe, which is natural, I'm not saying you shouldn't in the beginning, maybe as you get used to doing door knocking, bring, bring a partner, bring yep. someone else with you that you can share leads with or, someone that maybe a friend or family that you're not sharing leads with. I mean, bring another agent or just bring someone with you to help with that situation. Right. Right. And, and tell them, you know, if you're not going to bring somebody, tell people what your plan is. Right. You know, hey, I'm going to start door knocking here at this address. I'm going to end here and I should be done by this time. Mm -hmm. Right. So people know what's going on with you and where you're at. Excellent safety topics, ways to stay safe, because it is important when you're out there, um, and also, you know, one quick weather related safety issue. Um, if it is like it is in Texas right now and it's super hot, be aware of your hydration. Absolutely. Um, and make sure that if you start feeling any signs of like heat fatigue or heat stroke or anything along those lines that you have a way to either get back to your car or shade, air conditioning, bring water with you. You know, this sounds simple, but man, it can sneak up on you fast when you're an hour into door knocking and you look up and you have four more doors, but all of a sudden your knees get weak. Anyway, yeah. just be aware of that and, and plan for it. But after the safety, so we've talked about best times, planning, safety, how to handle the info. What do you actually say? Absolutely. Well, before before we go in, get into the script, though, kind of on the line of safety is how to handle rude people. Okay. Like, let, let's say you go mm -hmm. to a door 
and I actually had this happen before, um, where I, I took my my daughter with me, mm-hmm. and we were passing out invitations for the photos of Santa event, and she knocked. She's probably like eight or nine, mm-hmm. and she uh, she knocked on a guy's door, and he didn't answer, so she put the little invite right on right on the door, and she came and, and joined up with me. I was just right next door, and the guy came out, and the guy came out with a chest, like a, like a chest rig, like a shoulder holster. Mm. And he was armed. Yeah. Right. It, and he came out of his house like that. And, and another safety thing I, I would recommend is carry some sort of personal protection, you mm-hmm. know, and, and be trained in whatever option you choose. Um, so, so he came out and uh, I had to deescalate that. Right. Cause my daughter was there and he was pissed off and I was super pissed off. Right. Because he came out of his house aggressive at my little girl. Right. Right. So this this could have went really bad. But I think the best way to handle rude people is to do everything you can to de-escalate and remove yourself from the situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Is this really somebody whose contact information you even want? Right. Do you want to work with this person in the future? If they're like this now with you at their door. Right. You know, how do, how are they going to treat you during a transaction? How are they going to treat the other side? How are mm-hmm. they going to treat your assistant, like right. they, this is somebody who may be going through something in life. That's another thing. Like you just don't know what somebody's going through the moment you knock on their door. Mm-hmm. So although they, they may be treating you rudely, it's probably not towards you, right? Right. There's probably something going on in their life. But the best way I could say to handle people that are rude or mean or aggressive is is to back off, you know, apologize. Hey, I'm sorry, you know. I understand. I get it. Agree, you know, mm-hmm. agree with whatever they're saying, even if you don't really agree, you know, but just come off as agreeable and, and remove yourself from the situation because people can, can be a little bit weird. Right. There's not an argument at your do- at that door that you're ever going to win. No. Cause even if you win, you are probably going to lose. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and it's just going to, it's going to take your mojo too, because if you want to continue knocking doors, right. Right now, you you're going to the next door with this energy that you just left the last door with. Right. Right. Whether it's a good or bad interaction, if you just de-escalate, you actually win. Mm-hmm. Right. So so with rude people, de-escalate, get away from them, be apologetic. Mm-hmm. You know, just humble yourself. Don't allow your ego to get in the way because that will always cause trouble for you. You have to remember that you're trying to create yourself as the go-to person in this particular neighborhood. Right. You don't need those negative interactions. And, and typically when people are like that, their neighbors know who they are. Right. You know, so you don't have to worry. Just just remove yourself, de-escalate, and, and keep pushing. Mark it down. Just don't knock that door again. <laughs> That's right. Leave them alone. Don't, don't, uh, don't do it. So now let's get into some scripts. We're going to wrap this bad boy up with some scripts on what you can say while you're at the door. Now, I love this part about it because these scripts are so flexible. Mm-hmm. This is one script we're going to go over, but you can use it for open houses, just solds, under contracts, coming soons. Um, there, there's a million different ways that you can use this script to fit whatever um, message you want to bring. But the important things to know is that the script is going to begin with adding value. So here's the script. So let's yeah. say I'm knocking on your door, Kyle, and you answer the door and I say, hey, good afternoon, sir. My name is Jeremy Smith. I'm not here to sell you anything. Mm-hmm. 
The reason why I'm here is because we're having an open house down the road at 1234 Main Street, and we do a lot of advertising, and we expect a big turnout in this open house. So I just want to give you a heads up in case you see a lot of traffic in the area on that day. It's probably because of the open house. Now, absolutely still be vigilant and still pay attention to the surroundings, but I just wanted to give you that heads up so that you know that that's going down. And typically the response I get is, Oh, thank Thanks. you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're very welcome. And as, as a service to my clients, I told them anybody that I would come in contact with, I would ask if, if they by chance knew anybody who was looking to move into the neighborhood. By chance, do you know of anybody? Mm-hmm. And then that answer is typically no. Right. Right. No, I don't. Okay, great. Well, well, thank you so much for your time. And before I leave, the way that your neighbors knew that it was time to sell the home is because they get our neighborhood market update emails that updates them with everything going on real estate related in the in the neighborhood. It comes out once a month. I definitely would not mind putting you on that list. What's the best email address to send it to? Yeah. That's pretty much it. Now, there's some over objections to overcome, right? right? They may object. You may have to go back and forth. But that's pretty much the gist of it. And you can use that for, hey, we just put the home on the market. You can use that for, hey, we just put this home under contract. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, the home just closed to sell. All of that, you can start with that script. And the script is one thing. One, it diffuses. Right. I'm not here to sell you anything, right? I'm just here to give you value. Then you give the value, mm-hmm. right? And then you start building that relationship. You're showing to them, I'm asking you, because I told my homeowners I would, if you know of anybody who's looking to move into the neighborhood, at, and they're going to assume that you would do the same for them. Right. And then you're going to ask them for their contact information because you're going to be providing them value. Right. So I love that script. It has worked very well for us in accomplishing our goal of getting the information that we need from door knocking. And I highly recommend that uh, these listeners use that script because it works. It's super easy to tweak. Even if you just took the first part and removed it, like inserted event, it's, it's a fantastic script. And there's a lot of things we can dive into why it's so good, but just... If you are new to door knocking, use that script. Don't tweak it. Just get really good at it. Go back and re-listen to that several times. Practice it. Use it. It is a fantastic script for for showing value and gathering information all at once. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, that's going to wrap up episode number nine. You guys, if you Mm -hmm. would like more information, you can email us at the how to real estate podcast at gmail.com. There you go. It'll also be in the show notes. Yeah. Look in the show notes <laughs> on ways to contact Kyle, myself, or both of us. And we can uh, get you guys any information on door knocking. If you like that script and PDF, we can get that for you as well. Just simply reach out. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, you need to do that. So links will be in the show notes as well. You can subscribe on different platforms. And send this to somebody you know that's looking to grow in their real estate business that can use this information. Our next episode is, I believe, is going to wrap us up on farming, right? Yeah. Next episode, we will wrap it all up in a nice, neat little bow. We'll talk about direct mail and uh, talk about the, the finalizing your, your campaign here uh, as a neighborhood expert. Love it. Love it. All right, guys. Well, it is that time. The real estate market is challenging. We have to develop our skills. We have to think outside the box. We've got to do more than everybody else. And the only way that we're going to be able to Mm -hmm. succeed despite the odds is to continue to grow. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.